You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 95. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenbloom. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to teach you and coach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through your urges to binge, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk all about the effects of complaining. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Before we begin, I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is a coaching group that helps you pursue your goals of eliminating emotional eating, losing your extra weight, and bringing more happiness into your life, something we all want. We use my unique Eat, Think, Love program with me as your coach and a beautiful group of women just like you for support and accountability. Be sure to check the show notes when we're finished for more information about the Freedom Group and my Eat, Think, Love program. One more thing before we begin, be sure to listen to the very end because I'm going to tell you all about my 100th episode, which is coming up, today's 95, my 100th episode contest in which I will be giving away 10 free copies of my about-to-be-released podcast study guide. So if you have any interest in that, it will help you use these podcasts as coaching sessions. So you'll know exactly where to find what you need and you won't have to randomly listen to whatever episode you happen to be up to. So take a look at the show notes for that. So let's get started today. The title of today's podcast is How Complaining Can Actually Stall Your Weight Loss. And here are some of the questions we're going to answer today together. What a complaint is and why you might be doing it, and how it can be related to your weight loss or lack of weight loss. We're going to talk about whether complaining can actually ever be a good thing, and we'll also talk about when it might not be a good thing, the psychology of it, and the physical and mental health aspects of complaining. I'm going to show you how to know when it's useful and when it's absolutely not useful. And finally, moving forward, how to get out of the complaint habit, and what to look for and do in this coming week. So first things first, what's a complaint? You've done it, I've done it, we've all done it, and a lot of us do it without realizing that's what we're doing. But it's basically when we share a negative thought about something. Now, it's usually when we share it with another person, But it also could be just something that you're thinking to yourself, just thoughts going around in your mind. And it's not just observing a reality, not just observing something that you think is not right, but it's observing and possibly even looking for the negative aspects of a particular reality. So if this is so negative, why do we all do it? Why do you do it? It may be a way to release your thoughts and emotions instead of holding them in. 
you may be thinking to yourself or even say it out loud to somebody else, this is just too hard for me. And that would be your complaint. It may be that you use it as a way to connect with other people and bond over a common struggle, as in, isn't this awful? This isn't fair. Isn't this terrible? Why can't we just eat whatever we want, like my 16-year-old daughter? If you've ever sat with a girlfriend and thought about those thoughts, you're bonding with somebody over a complaint. It may feel like it comes naturally to you and that it's not a big deal. Maybe you think, well, this is just the truth. Why is this important? Why are we even talking about this? You may not even be aware that you're doing it. And I would bet that even if you are, you're not aware at all of how often you're doing it and how much brain space it's taking up. So if you're complaining on a regular basis, how is this related to your weight loss? How's it related to changing eating habits? Well, we tend to think thoughts like these that will follow in bundles. They're all related to each other. Things like, this is so hard. I can't do that. My plans changed and now I've blown everything. She did this to me and now I can't get past it. Or I have to do this today and I don't want to. So think of those as complaint bundles where you have a subject and then you have all these extended thoughts about the subject. Can complaining ever be good for you? Well, it is true that it's better not to totally keep things inside and it's certainly not good to never speak up for yourself, to say what your needs are. Some people believe the old saying that it's the squeaky wheel that gets oiled, meaning the more you talk about something, the more you complain and the more you call attention to what you need, the better chance there is of it getting fixed or of you getting somebody to fix something for you. Or maybe by complaining, you might be thinking that you're pre-thinking a solution to a problem. Like when you think, wow, this really stinks. I need to fix it. What should I do? But thinking of what's wrong often becomes a habit. How can the complaining derail your weight loss? Well, first, it keeps you focused on the problem. And when you're focused on the problem, you're definitely not looking for a solution to whatever you're going through. And losing weight, changing your eating, changing habits is all about awareness of where you are and awareness of where you go and trying things out in the middle. When you're focused on the problem, you're not looking for a solution. When you stay focused on your problem, you're creating a feeling of helplessness. When you think this is terrible, this isn't fair, this is hard. When you feel helpless, you're much less likely to take actions or to take helpful actions. In fact, complaining that you feel terrible and not being able to see a solution can lead you to feel like you just can't handle the feeling and then you need to quickly escape with food. And that is what emotional eating is. When you feel helpless, it may feel hard to get and then stay motivated or even to get excited about what you're working on. And it will certainly feel really challenging to brainstorm any ways to overcome obstacles that you're facing. So this type of thinking is very likely to lead more to excuses 
than to solutions. You might be thinking, well, what's the point of trying? It's just too hard anyway. Now, sometimes we all complain, right? We do. We just all do. But it's good to look at, in particular, how it might affect you, not just in your habits, but how it might affect you physically and mentally. When complaining becomes a regular part of your day, of your thinking, and you do it many times a day, very, very regularly, you unconsciously begin to see yourself as a victim looking for sympathy. Now, sympathy may get you some attention, but it only really feels good temporarily because it's a one down position. So even if people give you attention, even if people feel sorry for you, that's not what you really want. When you complain to other people, it may make them feel worse and people may begin to avoid you if you do it often enough. And you also may begin attracting other people who are negatively oriented. They relate to your complaints and they may join in in creating a more the merrier attitude or a feeling of we're all in this together and you can multiply each other's complaints. It can create stress, physical, mental, mind-body stress. It could raise your cortisol levels, which can increase other stress hormones. And this can negatively affect so many things. It can affect your learning, your memory, your immune system. There even have been studies saying that it can affect weight gain, blood pressure, cholesterol, and even potential heart disease. I'm not talking about complaining once or twice about something. I'm talking about when you make it a regular, daily, many times a day habit. When you think a certain way on a regular basis, you know from everything we've talked about so far that you're creating pathways in your brain. And these pathways make it easier and easier for you to revert to this behavior, complaining, on a more and more regular basis. And then even when you become aware that you're doing it, it seems kind of hard to stop. So how do you find a middle ground? How do you know when your complaining is holding you back and keeping you stuck or when it's helping you resolve a problem? So first I want you to be honest and just go by how it feels. As you go through your day, when you look around you and you notice what's wrong, do you feel good? Do you feel like you're acting and thinking in what you would consider a helpful way? I want you to go by whether your thinking is leading you to taking any action. And of course, I mean positive action, action that is in your favor that you'd like to be taking. Does it lead to relationships with other people that are genuine Or are they relationships that are created because you're in this together, complaining together? It's like an us against them feeling. Are you creating a bond based on what you don't want? Or is this complaining creating a bond where you both take action and move towards how you want things to be? So how should you move forward if you recognize from what I've said today that complaining is maybe a part of your daily MO. Well, first I want you to observe yourself. I want you to notice your habit of complaining. When does it come up and what words do you typically use? Notice how you feel when you complain, even if it's only to yourself. 
Your self-talk, including complaining, is what creates your mood, even if you don't say things out loud. So I don't want you to censor what you say out in the world, but not censor what goes on in your own head. If anything, what goes on in your own head is equally important, at least, to what you say to other people. So just think, do you look in the mirror and maybe not love what you see and complain out loud or to yourself about your appearance or your weight or any eating fails that you've had the past week? I want you to see how these thoughts do not lead you to change. They don't lead you to take inspired actions. They are words that work against you in most cases. Now, I want you to give your complaints a name. Think of all your complaints related to a subject as a bundle of complaints. And I want you to name that bundle like your I'll never do this bundle or your I can't do anything right bundle. And once you're aware of this habit and you've detailed for yourself what it looks and sounds like, I want you to focus on recognizing it. I want you to catch yourself doing it, but I want you to do it in a compassionate way. And I want you to get mad at yourself because you're trying to change the complaining habit. The first thing you have to do is see it. So recognize those very repeated complaint thoughts and say, oh, there I go into my I'll never do this bundle. This bundle of complaints won't help me do things differently. It's just holding me in limbo. In addition to seeing your own habit of settling in comfortably with your complaints, let's take a little bit of a look at your relationships. Do you bond with certain people over the common ground of what is wrong with you and your life? Step back and see if there's any more to these relationships than the bond of common complaining. And notice how other people act and speak. Who complains? Who takes positive action? Who feels better to be around? I want you to not only feel good interacting with other people, but I want other people to feel good interacting with you. And this will come from how you first interact with yourself and how you show up for yourself, even if you never say it out loud. So what we've done today is begin to shine a light on a habit that may be affecting how you treat yourself, how you work on various changes you're trying to make, and how you either hold yourself back or propel yourself forward. So here's what you're going to focus on this week. Remember, you want to see if you're in the habit of complaining without realizing it. And if you might be holding yourself back from any habits you want to change by staying focused on what's wrong. So I want you to do this in a very concrete way. I want you to start a list of complaints. Every time you want to complain about something, catch yourself and do it on paper. So take them out of your head, put them down on paper. Even if they're things that you think but don't say out loud, capture it on paper. Now, don't be shocked by how many times a day you might resort to complaining. And then let's look at your list and group them by subject into those bundles that we talked about. Can't do this? Name that bundle my, I just can't do this. Whatever this may be for you. 
If you think, oh, my plans are ruined, so I may as well give up, name this your giving up bundle. And at the end of the week, you will be surprised at your habit. And it will also make you much more conscious of the habit of other people around you. And that might influence how you decide who you want to spend your valuable time with. And you can move on from there. And we will talk more about this subject down the road. But once your awareness increases, then you will be able to replace your thoughts with true observations about what's going on around you, neutral observations, and then you'll be able to turn some of that negative thinking around. That's it for this subject in our coaching session today. You know what you're going to stay focused on for the coming week. And I want to tell you to take a look at the show notes. If you're interested in learning about the Freedom Group, finding different ways to connect with me on a deeper level, but also we're approaching our 100th episode and I'm proud and delighted to still be here with you going strong and having so many wonderful listeners. I'm motivated and excited to be with you for much more to come. So I've created, you've heard me talk about it before, a podcast study guide for the first 52 episodes that you have heard during the first year of podcasting with me. And soon after the new year of 2000, the end of 2017, volume two will also come out. But for starters, let's work on volume one. It will be a study guide that will give you all my personal notes for each podcast with an action step and it will help you click on links to be able to group together all podcasts about emotional eating, for example, all podcasts about habit changing, all podcasts about how to stop when you've had enough. We're going to group them together for you so that you can treat these podcasts just like private coaching sessions. To celebrate episode 100, I'm going to be giving away 10 free podcast study guides from me to you. And the first three winners will not only get a download of the whole guide, which will be well over 200 pages, I believe, but you will also get three people will get a hard copy that I will be happy to mail to you. So I'm excited to bring this out and I'm excited to give it to you first, my dear listeners. So I want you to sign up for the contest and the link is in the show notes. If you have already signed up for the wait list to learn about the podcast study guide, no worries, no need to do anything. If you're on the wait list for the podcast study guide, you're already automatically entered into the contest. That's it, my friends. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and binge eating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do because I know that's your ultimate goal. For now, this is your coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.